Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the AG podcast. I'm your host today, the Ash Cohen 09, and with me on the podcast today is, of course, the usual Jaminator. Good evening, pal. Good evening. How you doing, matey? You okay? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not too bad. Looking forward to uh, to this podcast again. Obviously, now the season's starting to get to the business end. Obviously, well, past the business end in the Prem. So it'll be interesting to see what the final thoughts are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and also joining us on the podcast today is Joe. Good evening, Joe. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm excited. Um, have you, have you, uh, you've seen the video, haven't you, of Jamie Carragher, where he's got the popcorn, when uh, Gary Neville and Keir Jabson are going to go at each other. <laughs> I'm the same right now with Harry and Jam. I'm really upset with Yes, and of course, joining us uh, finally on today's podcast is Harry. Good evening, Harry. Good evening, lads. How are we all? Good. Yeah, good to have you on. Right, so we'll run down the agenda for today's episode. So we're going to start with League One. Uh, obviously, League One and the Championship, because they are the two leagues that are still currently uh, going. Uh, we're then going to go over to uh, Bertie for the golf. Uh, and then we're going to have a quick little look at the uh, Premiership, just to sort of towards the bottom end, obviously, you know, uh, who's gone down. And uh, we've just had the relegation playoff as well. Uh, so we'll have a little look into that. Um, Joe's then going to give us a roundup on the F1. Uh, we're then going to have a little look at our favourite moments of the season um, that have been for us or seeing someone else suffer. It, it, it can be either. And then to end off the podcast, uh, we're going to move. We're going to have. Uh, it's been a controversy-free couple of weeks, so uh, there's no controversy corner today. But we're going to uh, we're going to head over to Joe, and he's going to give us a little look ahead to what we can expect to come in the next few weeks. So let's start then, obviously, with League One, and obviously, Welser has won the league in that division. Um, for me, no surprise. I think all of us, uh, you know, sort of tipped uh, him towards the start of the season to do well, and it, he's done it pretty much by, by a landslide, really. I mean, you know, he's scored 110 goals um, as the best defence in the league, fully deserves to be going up. MJG going up with him um, in that automatic spot. Um, and then there's a couple of uh, a couple of players, somebody sitting in the playoff, and uh, there's still a little bit of movement that can happen. Um, Payne, Hilly, Lost Boy, Rhino, and Wince all sort of in those sort of uh, those spaces. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Harry, because obviously you occupy League One. Um, you're Damn right, he does. You're sitting in tenth. Um, it's not been the best season, but you've obviously in the last couple of weeks you've strengthened in attack. How would you sum up your season? Um, and who, looking at the playoff spots, do you think will go up with Welser and MJG? I see just went to pot as soon as I started playing Welser. Since it's that those six weeks where I had all the top six, I just basically fell apart. Couldn't compete. Um, and out of the ones who I think will go up, it's I haven't got a clear favourite. As I said in the League One banter thread, if anyone wants to quote me on that one, I don't think Rhino's going to go up. I think it's between Lost Boy, Hilly or Payne. Who goes up? Between them three. Yeah, it is interesting because obviously um, at the moment, Wince is uh, currently going up in the playoff, uh, in the automatic spot, sorry. Um, but I think uh, Payne 
Um, I think, again, they're all quite close in terms of points um, in that sort of area. Um, I'm going to come to you next, Joe, because obviously at the moment, you know, your sort of status in League One is uh, not yet confirmed um, <laughs> for next season. But <laughs> your board really along there. We'll come to that shortly. Um, looking at, the, obviously, that division, um, mm -hmm. is there any surprises that in that league that you think uh, has done well, a bit better than expected or done worse? To be honest, the entire thing looks on form to me. I would have had Wells a winning by a landslide. He's far too good for down there. Um, I think MGG going up is pretty fair. Any time I've played him, he's given me a decent game. The playoffs look very open. I think we can all probably agree Rhino's not going to go up. He's going to bottle it again. Um, Wintz looks pretty certain for the last uh, automatic players. He's got Satan in his last game, so he should probably be doing enough to get up. No, not really. I think it's all pretty much as I would have expected, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, Jam, you know, we're both in the Prem. Um, I mean, I've uh, obviously gone down to the Championship um, not too long ago. Uh, you know, you've sort of uh, always stayed in the Prem. Um, again, we said start of the season, didn't we? Welser would uh, would win the league. Um, I mean, he scored 110 goals. Is the most goals on the site. Um, yeah, 14 of them against me. <laughs> Well, Jesus Christ. All right, Harry. You're doing my job for me. I might as well just sit back here. What's going on? <laughs> oh, my way. He's, he's, he's getting it in before I can put it in. It's brilliant. So, oh, he, so he's just put... Obviously, I didn't want to say that, um, but obviously, he put 14 in against yourself, Harry. He put 14 in against Andy Brill. Um, he's only conceded 28 goals uh, this season, um, and I think it's either second or third highest um, on the site in terms of uh, goals conceded. Um, I think maybe Sufi's just done a little bit better than him. Um, there's no surprises, really, out of those top two or three. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think for me, I think Welser, obviously, again, we've, we've talked enough about him in terms of the previous podcast. We know he's the the one that's going to go up to the championship and probably should never really come down in theory. Um but then you say that, you know, last season's playoff final in the championship, it was him and Soggy Cabbages, and you see where Soggy Cabbages is now. Um, you could argue that it was a bit of a false position for both of those guys that, that time round. So, yeah, I think, obviously, Wells, I think he'll do well in the championship as well. MJG seems to be a sort of perennial up-and-down man in terms of the, the championship and League One. I think, for me, the form team, and I think the person who's going to get promoted is Payne. You know, you look at Payne, he's, you know, five wins at last five. He's just, he's flying at the minute. You know, the most goals scored in League One with Minamino, 49. Um, I I just can't see, I can't see anyone else. If, if he gets through to the playoffs, he'll definitely go up. And I think for me, he's even got a chance of going and, you know, sort of overtaking Wince. Yes, it's going to be tight. Wince has got a better goal difference and a four, um, a four-point lead, but it depends who wins his playing, doesn't it? At the end of the day, which I'm not quite sure, and I'll be honest, I'm not sure it's who wins. Got I did, I did just just say that. Oh, said, oh yeah. you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Maybe it's a bit less obvious, less less, yeah. uh, less of a chance yeah. now. But in that case, I think pain, despite Lost Boys' form um, compared to last season, and obviously Rhino's, you know, well-documented woes in the, the playoffs. I think pain will will get in uh, into the championship through the playoffs. Again, you know, honourable mention, I said it last week as well, honourable mention to Tunners in terms of eighth position there, you know, five wins on the balance. He's doing everything he can to use Liverpool expression, you know, put the pressure on in terms of uh, in terms of seventh. You know, he's pushing Rhino all the way. 
Um, I don't think Worm, looking at it, I don't think Worm will get it anymore. I think he's sort of, since smashing Harry, his form sort of dropped off a cliff. Um, so I think it'll be between Rhino and Tunnus that last playoff spot. And like we always say, you know, fair play to Brill, Diadex, well, Judge Bread, Wiz Fox, Sadie, Gaz, those guys at the bottom. Harry, of course, obviously propping the bottom there as well. You know, fair play to those guys. They get beat week in, week out for coming back in and playing. So, you know, well done. Well done to them. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens next season. You know, I, 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 we'll, we'll have another Wellser situation if you go down, I think, Joe, won't we? Uh, after after my proclamations going down the championship, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> he's not. He's not as good as Welser. All right, okay. I mean, just just on that, Harry, as well, because I've just the reason I might be a bit vacant when I was talking there, boys. I was just getting my phone and calculator on the go. Um, so Wells has scored 110 goals in 26 games. That averages out at four goals a game. And how many did he put against you, Harry, in each game? Seven in each. Seven in each game. Oh my word. Okay. All right. We'll come back to that. We'll leave the calculator there for now. That's not very good. That is it, Harry. You should be doing better there, son. Really. I don't know. I did do anyway, Ash, the second back, game. Back to you, Ash. Back to you. <laughs> it just didn't happen. No, that's fair enough. So we're going to move on to the championship now. Um, and obviously, you know, there's no place to start with other than Joe. Um, obviously, at the moment, you and Storm. Now, I remember Storm at the start of the season saying that he was going to walk the division and he was going to be up there near the top. Um I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a very good chance that he could be uh, in League One with Harry um, next season. It's uh, it's not been the best season for yourself, Joe, is it? No, no. You know me. I uh, I, I can give stick out, but I can take it as well. It has been a real uh, bad season, (laughs) essentially. I mean, it's been a bad FIFA. I've I've never got to grips with this FIFA. Um, I got relegated from the Prem, obviously, and... I thought I'd do a lot better, but truth be told, I just I, I could see too many goals. Um, I should point out on the championship standings, I have got six points in my last two games, so I am currently out of the real, uh, relegation zone. Um, it is Ryan storming at the moment. Ryan's lost his last two games, so he can't get above me. There's just Storm left to play. He's got two games against Biggie. He needs to get, I think it's four points um, against Biggie, and he'll overtake me. So, currently, at this point, I am out. But what happens, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, sort of looking towards the bottom, um, you know, Brian Sofa. Um, Jam, I'll come to you uh, mm. next. Um, I, I personally, for me, I'm surprised to see Brian down as low as he is. Yeah, I mean, again, it's this difficult thing, though, isn't it? Again, he's kind of reminds me a bit like MJG uh, when we're talking about League One. He's the perennial sort of West Brom, as it were, of AG, you know, up and down between Championship and League One. Um, you say you're surprised. Again, if you run through the list of names that are above him, um, whether it be close proximity or higher towards the top, I don't know. I'm not that surprised. I think the highest I could see Bry finishing in that division is probably about 11th, 10th. Um and the guys around him, again, anybody can kind of beat anybody. You mean, Raz was a Premier League player last season. Sofa's, um, Sofa's been in the top of Division 1 on previous previous FIFAs in AG. So I think for me that we, we say all the time, you know, the Championship is one of the most competitive divisions. I think it is. And I think, unfortunately, uh, Bry, he is going to be sort of having a relegation scrap every time he, he enters the Championship, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I've played Brian in the past and, uh, you know, I've always, uh, 
he's always been quite direct with his style of play. Um, and I've always oh, that, Jesus, talk about talk about sugarcoating a comment. He's always been quite direct with his style of play. <laughs> you could yeah. you could just say he hoofs it, kick, kicks it, and runs. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I didn't want to word it just like that, but uh, <laughs> no. To, to, it, be, it, to be fair to Bry, sorry. To be fair to Bry, the games I played against him, he utilised the one tactic that for me hasn't worked across this entire FIFA. Crosses and headers. He absolutely <laughs> battered me with them. And I don't know how, because they, they work for nobody else. But I think he scored about five-headed goals in the two goals. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, I'll come to you next, Harry. Obviously, looking towards the top, Aaron has gone up in the, as the lead, as a winner. Um, you know, quite by quite a considerable amount in the end. Um, I think at one point, him and... Uh, Soggy Cabbages were quite close, um, but Soggy's uh, lost his last four games and uh, has only managed one draw in the last five. Um, are you surprised? Obviously, you know, because in the past we've sort of criticised Soggy for his uh, his style of play. Um, you know, he has defended well. He, he's got the best defensive record in the championship, um, but he's also scored goals and he's taken points and he could well be going to the Premiership um you know, if the results go his way in the next uh, next match day, uh, are you surprised to see um, sort of uh, soggy towards the top? I didn't think he'd get that far up, to be honest. I thought probably mid table, because he's because of him being that defensive, he doesn't attack. I thought mid table myself. I'm even shocked Ficken Phil's in the playoffs, to be honest, because he's terrible. He should be lower than Joe. <laughs> So all right, oh, so let's my word. so let's uh, let's obviously have a little look currently at the playoff spots. Um, you know, as I've said, there can be some movement, uh, but it is looking like it's going to be um, sort of Macam, Biggie, River, and then uh, there could still be some movement out of that between sort of Blunk, uh, Plunkett, Bertie, and uh, Gorton. Um, if it was to currently finish in the current playoff spots, so Macam, Biggie, Riverman, and Gorton, who would you expect to go up, Harry? Out of the four of them. Um, I've not really played Macam Jet that much, to be honest, so I don't know how he plays. Um, I'd say out of the two, I'd say probably Macam Biggie or Gorn. <laughs> so just not Riverman? <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't, I think Phil's only up there because of his actual attacking team. That's yeah, that's the point, Harry. That's how you win games. But I don't think he could beat those four, those other three. That's fair enough. We'll fair. see. Yeah. Game <laughs> we'll of see. Opinion. Game of opinions. Yes, we shall see. Just, uh, just wait, one quick. Literally, just on on the the championship, I'm hovering over that third sort of back win for for Riverman, and he beat Macamjet four <laughs> 0 So, <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> There's there's punditry and there's punditry in there, but to be fair, right? And the, I wish you'd asked me that question, asked simply because the weird thing for me when you look at it, you look at all the people from I would say Gorton upwards in the championship. They've all got quite a you know well double figures, positive goal difference. But Macum's got a minus four goal difference. It just seems really bizarre to be fourth in the league, you know, and and have a minus four goal difference. It's quite quite strange. And again, kind of like Carry actually, I've never played Macum and I, and I haven't really paid much attention to. To his play style or anything, so maybe Joe can shed more light on that. 
Mackham's uh, is a decent player. He keeps himself very quiet on the down low. I've known him for a long time. We used to play Madden together. He's he's a good player. Um, doesn't play a lot of friendlies. Doesn't get involved in an awful lot of events. Probably hasn't got the best team because of that. But he's he's a good player. Um, I think I think he's struggling in the Premiership, like probably most people that would go up to be honest. But um, he's an after decent player. I'm quite interested in what you think about Soggy. Do you think Soggy will go up? I, I think he will. I think he'll go up. I think I think the top three that are there will go up. And what's quite interesting, and, and you sort of look at it, you know, you look at it in in the likes of real life now. When you say, oh, you know, let's say Leeds, West Brom, and uh, and Brentford, for example, went up from the real life championship. You know, who's most equipped to to stay there and and deal with it? And you know, for me, I I just can't tell. I think Aaron probably, you know, Aaron should, again, similar to Wales, probably should never have got relegated. Similar to yourself, really, Joe. You know, the quality there in terms of could have stayed in the Prem quite easily. Um, Jeff, again, Jeff's a weird one. Will Jeff be better suited playing the, the teams in the Premier League because of the way he plays? You know, he's quite skillful, passes around a lot. In the Championship previously, when he was lingering mid-table, has he been coming up against people that are, you know, employing that sort of defensive tactic and, and trying to sit back and, and, and scrounge some points. And, you know, Harry says about Soggy being defensive. I think that the issue with Soggy this season is actually the complete opposite. Um, mm. Having watched games that I've played, I think it's not, personally, Harry, I think you, you're kind of right, but it, it's not that he's defensive. It's that he's, um, it's almost like, it's almost like Mourinho playing FIFA. You know, he's very much like pausing the game, you know, disruption tactics, you know, stopping stopping the play quite quite. Uh, regularly, I think that's more where he's getting people and where he's annoying people, rather than the defensive play. Because you know he's, he's scored a fair few goals. You know he's scored a fair few goals this season. He's doing well. Um, but yeah, I think for me it's more the, the niggly, the niggly element of it. If if I was to tell you that Soggy's last two games against Jeff, who isn't guaranteed to go up yet, and he's only three points ahead of Biggie, whose last two games are against Storm. Do you still mm-hmm. still think it'll go up? Soggy. Yeah. Uh, He's yeah. Play Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, is, Jeff isn't guaranteed to go up. So. Yeah, I, I think those two will share the points. They're tough games. Do I think, I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think Soggy will get up, but it'll be tight. I reckon it could even be on goal difference. You look at Macum and you look at Biggie, very similar goal difference to Soggy Biggie's got. And obviously Macum's got a very inferior goal difference. So I think that Soggy will just get yeah, up and again Mac- again I for one I can't wait to see him in the Premier League if it happens <laughs> Macam has already finished he's played all his games now so he can't actually get above him but mm. for me Biggie's a danger because Biggie's got Storm I can see Biggie beating him twice which will put him three points ahead of Soggy even if Soggy gets three points off Jeff Biggie's still got a better goal difference so I think it's really interesting I don't think Soggy will go up to be honest the flip side of that, sorry about this, Ash, is I think that <laughs> I think that Storm would love nothing more than to see you in the in League One, Joe. So absolutely. I think he's going to absolutely sweat it out against Biggie. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets six yeah. points and, and a plus yeah. 14 goal difference. So, it, hey, you know, we have to see, don't we? And fingers absolutely. crossed these games are all streamed because, again, it's it's like we said at the start, it's the business end of the season. And it'll yeah, be, and I, yeah, it'll I, be good. I don't want to, I don't want to light a touch paper. I don't want to set you off, John. But Storm hasn't applied to his picture fed yet, so. Oh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll leave that hanging. There's not a transfer window about just to close, is there? Or a BFA <laughs> that he's waiting on? Is we not? No. Okay. Move on. Come on, Ash. Crack on. <laughs> oh, right. Let's move on now. Um, and we're going to head away from FIFA, and we're going to head over uh, to the world of golf. So. We're going to head over to Bertie to give us the roundup of what's been happening on the golf this week. 
Greetings, podcast listeners from the AG Clubhouse. The Arctic's nine have been disposed of and I have a normal mic now. Hopefully you can all understand me after last week's disaster live on the podcast. There are a pair of lads from NI and they play golf together weekly and they're very competitive and they have been trying to get that elusive first win on the AG Tour. Lo and behold, the last two weeks they have delivered. At the Rock, it was Gazgrass who took his first ever victory. And in the week just gone, at Royal St George's, which was a very tough course, Lewins was victorious. This all has meant a really tight top of AG Tour leaderboard. Lewins, Welza and Red Rhinoceros are all tied at 131 points and only six points behind him on 125 is Gazgrass. Our match play is currently ongoing and it's been very successful so far with some very tight games. We are using the handicap system through the society and this has proved to be most successful and it may be the long-term future of our tour to use this. That's it for this week. Hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks and a big word out to the Ashcone and Tunners who joined this week. Good to have you back, boys. See y'all. Thank you very much for that, Bertie. Uh, right, we're going to move uh, back to FIFA and we're going to have a quick little look at the Prem. I'm not going to go too into too much detail because obviously the Prem um, is now fully finished um, and uh, the sort of top half and, uh, you know, games have been done the last uh, sort of week or two. But we do know who will be going down uh, from the top division. So, uh, obviously, Paul Lowe's and Mark uh, gone down in those relegation spots. Paul did just lose out uh, of the playoff spot by two points. Um, and that was a shame. But it's going to be, obviously, playoff. We had Buncey and Sean. And Sean did come away as the victor, uh, 2-1. So Buncey will be going down into the championship. And I'm going to start with you, Jam. Obviously, you know, you finished fourth mm. this season. You've had a really good season. Buncey, at the start, was sort of pushing towards the top. It all seemed to fall apart in the second half of the season. Yeah, Buncey was absolutely flying. Um, and I'm just thinking now, I'm just going to have a quick look. I think it was around the same sort of time he played me. I think I got... I think I came out quite lucky against Buncey. Let's have a look. Um, yeah, I got four. I got four points off Buncey, and I remember them games when we played. It was very, very tight. It should have probably been two draws or even four points to Buncey. And I think gathering from what he said when we were in that party and and since he's had a, quite a lot of games like that where it's been very much you know teetering on the edge as to which way it's going to go. And unfortunately, it's, it's gone the way of, uh, of his opponent. But again, I reiterate it all the time, and it's quite an easy thing to say, you know, in terms of when we're doing these predictions. I can't see anything else other than Buncey bouncing straight back. You look at the guys that are going to go down. Buncey, for me, is by far the strongest out of Mark Paul and Buncey. And I think in terms of the championship, depending on who, um, you know, who improves on the next FIFA, et cetera, et cetera, I can't see many people getting above Buncey in terms of um, coming back up. He's, uh, he's a very difficult player to play against. Um, and, you, and you touched on it there, again, you know, not to be self-indulgent, but I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon in my fourth place. I think that for me, 
it didn't it didn't feel like it a lot of the time this season when I was playing but actually you know to finish fourth you know I was never I think it's incredibly difficult to break into that top three you know we've talked about it before it's you know Southey, Berger and Jaxie it's kind of like Liverpool and Man City in real life it's a very very difficult thing to uh, team to break down I think Jaxie next season will kick on I think he'll finish above Berger I think it'll be a Southey and Jaxie fight for um for the top two and Berger I think will be sort of probably challenging for third place in terms of whether or not the likes of me, you, Shelbourne, even Suited can get our act together and and hopefully pull out some uh, some better results next season. But um yeah, for me, good good division this season in the Prem. It's quite been quite competitive. We've not seen until until towards the end, we've not seen anybody really cut adrift, which was quite nice. Um, you know, obviously Mouse of course has zero points, but that's because we, we DNF'd all these um all these results. You know, you look at from what it was, I think it's Soggy, um, not Soggy, sorry, Joby just about managed to, to get himself out of the relegation places. Sean and Bunsey finished on equal points. Like you said, Paul just missing out there. It was really close. It was it was a good division this season. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you talked about sort of Shelbourne and Suited there. I'm going to come to you next, Joe. Um, obviously, they uh, both came up last season um, and some people had them sort of go down, thought they'd struggle. Um, they finished sixth and seventh, respectively, which uh, for the first season in the Prem, I, I think is good. Um, mm-hmm. you sort of looking at that table and looking at the two that have gone down, you know, Paul, Mark and Buncey, um are you surprised to see sort of... Um, those three down there? Not particularly. Um, Mark is a perennial uh, yo-yo, isn't he? He's been up and down a lot of times now. Uh, I think he'd, he'd probably agree that's about where he belongs. Paul has been flirting with it for a long time. He was, uh, I think we all knew, he was quite lucky to get away with it last season uh, at my expense. Um, Buncey, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised not surprised. I know people were talking him up when he, he had that good run at the start of the season. If I remember rightly, he'd played some of the easier teams. I mean, Bunch is a decent player, but he's, he's in the same boat as probably half the table. He's just not going to trouble the top three. And at that point, it becomes who can win that sort of mini-league in the middle of the table and steal. Um, and he's lost it this season, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it sort of uh, it all fell apart in the end, but... Um... Harry, I'll come to you. Obviously, you know, maybe one day we might have your presence in the <laughs> That's never going to happen. What are you laughing at? Or would you even start laughing? <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, it's fine. Um, obviously, sort of looking at the Prem, you know, we have touched on the sort of relegation spots. Um, I'll, I'll sort of come to you for a general uh, sort of overview of it. Obviously, Sufi, Berger and Jaxi, uh, you know, they have sort of uh, pushed on this season. Are you expecting those three to sort of be pushing for the title and it will be sort of almost like two leagues come next season? The way it's looking and the way it's going to be going. Berger, Jaxie and Sully have been the top three for God knows how many seasons. Often when Jaxie isn't in it. Yeah. I mean... Jam's, Jam's <laughs> lucky if he stays up, up near the top, top of the, that group. I was wondering what you were going to say then, for Christ's sake. Like, I'm fourth, Harry. Jesus, if, if you want me to count the positions between me and you, I can count them. I can sit here right now and count them, Sunshine. If you want me to You can it. count. So what happened with the BFA then? Because you didn't count that very well, did you? Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Get your pop cords out if you're listening. Get your pop cord and drink out. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it ready. <laughs> I mean, what, there is an interesting wrinkle, you know, for the next season. 
And I, I must point out, we, we're not absolutely nothing. But Marcus has hinted a couple of times at the possibility of going to four divisions, which would look something like four divisions of ten. So mm. would that change the league a lot? When, if you consider, for instance, in the Premiership, there's not going to be as many people and points are going to be a lot harder to come by. Would that make a difference to the top three next season? Personally, if, if I can answer that there, I think that if you, if you take the top ten as they are now... Yeah. Um, and say that there's what still two relegation places and and three to go down obviously like two relegation playoffs i think yeah. that you yeah you would have a, a fight between what um sort of me ash shelbourne suited joby sean aaron uh jeff and soggy you know for for who's going to go down um yeah. and and it would be a complete split it would like what you were saying in terms of the mini league, I think it, that you're absolutely right. I think instead of it being a battle for mid-table mediocrity, though, it would be a battle for survival. You know, from from fourth down. Yeah, I'd love the day to happen. You getting relegated from the prem? Oh, it's not going to happen, though, is it, Harry? We've talked about this. <laughs> hey, it could happen next season. Mm, yeah. What's okay. What's okay. this? Okay. Right. Let's move on, and we're going to move away from FIFA, and we're going to move over to F1. Um, obviously, uh, we've had the sort of, um, you know, we're still in the midst of the season. Um, and I'm going to pass over to Joe to uh, talk us away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're recording this on Monday night, obviously. So we have actually only had one race um, since we last spoke, which was last Monday night in Russia. Um, I'll do a little quick rundown of it and have a look at the tables. Division 1, uh, we had a good win for MJG. He's in the fastest car, he's got a Mercedes. Um, he's not raced a lot this season, but when he has done, he's very quick. He started first on the grid, he finished first. Um, we had Suvi in second on only his fourth time played the game. Fantastic result for him. <laughs> we had Socky in third, Shelbourne in fourth, Goldman in fifth and Suited in sixth. Take a look down at Division 2, a fantastic win for Jam. He started second on the grid. Uh, we had Hilly in second place. Harry in third, fair player Harry, came up from 13th on the grid. Really good finish for him. We had Mark in fourth, and we had Rhino in fifth. Um, the division's tables, looking at Division 1, I mean, Soggy's on 108 points. He's well clear now. He's 42 points clear. We've got Bunsey and Shelbourne in second. That's a tie on 138. Then there's a big gap down, to be honest. We've got Ninja on 71 and Mark on 70. Division 2 is a fantastic race. We have got Hilly on 125 points. We've got Mark on 120. We've got Harry on 112 and Jam on 105. So, to be honest, there's everything to play for there. Um, there's five races left. Anybody can win that. Um, you're in Division 2, John. What do you think? Uh, well, I, you're absolutely right. And I think um, it's it's a point of contention, right? And please, Harry, before you start, I'm not kicking off at you. It's, it, this could be anybody, right? This could be anybody. But And so take this sensibly, all right? So, Harry has got six points by definition of having the fastest lap. Yeah, uh-huh. in, in six races. Bertie will attest to this, and most people will as well, Harry, that you do cut a fair amount of corners, not all of which you get penalised for. So that's six points that, you know, again, fair enough, you're seven points ahead of me. That's six points that come the end of the season could make a huge difference in terms of when you're actually, you know, sort of doing, um, you know, you're doing maybe your dirty tactics in terms of your corner taking. So I think it's going to be interesting to see the the final standings with with that in mind as well. Bearing in mind on this game, I've got no fastest laps in in Division Two whatsoever this season. So I think you know you look at uh, Hilly, he's the same. Me and Mark in the Williams and the Renault respectively, we we have it all to do. Um, you know, I think if if we're gonna 
the the best thing for me, to be fair, and it's it's a terrible way to put it, but will be if Harry, Mark, and Hilly maybe just aren't free on a Monday night. That would be the best chance of me winning, I think, um, because you know Harry, you know to his credit, he's very fast. He's very very fast on the F1. Uh, Mark, it's all about the start. He, he turns his traction control off and, and throws his balls at the wall, and, and then he's away. Um, and Hilly, you know, again, like you've talked about with Mark in the um, MJG in, in Division One, he's in the Mercedes. He's a competent driver, you know. Um, he's quite slow in the corners and coming out the corners, which is where he gets caught out sometimes, especially like again with with Russia last week and probably Japan tonight. With it being, you know, quite a corner happy track, it'll be interesting to see where where he finishes. But you're absolutely right, Joe. It's all to play for, and for me, I I can't wait for uh, for Monday nights to roll round. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the second part of the F1 lineup, I just wanted to give a little shout out for the fact I think probably everyone knows. The new game's out now, F1 2020, came out a couple of weeks ago. And we are running a sort of uh, a test championship on Sunday nights at 10, which runs alongside the main championship. It's not a paid event. It's just for people that want to uh, have a bit of fun and test the new game out. I know you were there last night, Jam. Um, mm. It was a really good race. We started off, it was the first one last night. Uh, teams were allocated and we raced on Japan, which ironically we are racing tonight in the other championship. Uh, Bunzi won that one we had Bunzi in second and myself in third you were in fourth place in your Ferrari uh, with the fastest lap how did you think that one went yeah, I mean, again, it'll. I'll give you my perspective first, and then obviously it might be handy for Ash to to have a bit of an outsider's perspective because I think he was he was watching me on Twitch last night when we were streaming. Um, a couple of things. I mean, for anybody who's not watched it, again, it's on my Twitch. If you want to go back and have a look, um, and probably other people's, I know Payne streamed and a couple of other people did as well. Um, the the setup and and the the sort of user friendly aspect of of this new game. I mean, it's unrivaled, Joe. I think in terms of setting up a league like we have actually in game you know there's no faffing around with right oh is it 10 o'clock is it not the game is scheduled to kick off the race is scheduled to kick off at 10 o'clock on a, on a, a sunday night and it goes at that time exactly um which is fantastic you've got the fact that you've got the stand-ins i mean all the the facts and the 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 figures that were coming out in terms of stats was amazing you know come the end of the race to show who had the fastest sector the fastest lap what car they were, all these things it was it was really really good in terms of the actual race and the gameplay, um, again, it's it's very similar to a FIFA, isn't it? I, I, I assume, you know, when you go from FIFA to FIFA, they just polish it a little bit, you know, in terms of the gameplay, it's not hugely different. Um, but it's nice that you've got, you know, now you've got the use of the overtake button for the, the, the ERS release. You've got um, sort of, like you say, different cars in terms of whose car is actually now better, you know racing points better and things like that so again it's it's really interesting and like you rightly said before we came on the podcast it's interesting to see that like having the most recent fifa these stats of the cars are going to change we're going to have updates we're going to have car performance set to realistic and if ferrari my car are doing quite you know poor in real life that will reflect fingers crossed in the uh, in the race so it gives you a bit of um you know, it gives you a bit of interest in in F1 as a general, which for me, you know, I find myself I find myself watching F1 on a weekly basis now. If I can't watch it, I watch the highlights, and that's mainly down to playing this game, which you know is is, is a credit really. Absolutely, I know you watched uh, Jam's Twitch stream, Ash. How did it look from the outside? Yeah, it looked uh, it looked good. It looked interesting. Um, you know, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think you know, just like FIFA. Um, you know, you don't really see any real overhaul to the gameplay, but just sort of nice little features that come into play. Um, yeah, it, it looked good. I think um, I 
think you said from the sort of league perspective as well, it is a lot more. Uh, they've done a lot more with the sort of um, setup on the new one, haven't they? In terms of uh, being able to create proper sort of league championships, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you caught the end of jumps after we got out of the race, but it's it's really nice. You can you can set up a league. You can schedule the races to go off at a particular time. All the settings stay the same. Um, it's literally a case if you go in the game, you click into the lobby, and you're in the game at the correct time, basically. So it's plus it keeps count of all the scores, which is a massive ball egg for me on a Tuesday. It can take a while to get all them updated. So having them just sat there all nice and done is very nice. Um, and it also keeps track of all the results and things. Um, I believe for 30 days after the last race in the championship. So it's good. It looks really nice. There's a lot that could be done there. Yeah, no, spot on, brilliant. Right, we're going to move on, and we're going to move away from F1, and uh, we're just going to quickly... Can I just say something, Ash, yeah, just yeah, while we're on the F1? Yeah, crack on. Is it me, or as like, you two other guys think, isn't Jam sounding very, very bitter that I'm above him in the F1? <laughs> Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> and no, the I worst mean... part is, the worst part, the three guys who are <laughs> above me in that league are all in better cars than I am. And you've, only you've only got two guys. There's only two above you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Har- Harry, no. Harry Mark, Mark's in the Williams, which is worse than your car. I'm sure it's better, isn't it? No, it's, really, it's, it's the worst it's car worse. in the game. And this just, new kid, too. Just, just, just stop there. Keep it quiet for now. <laughs> right, let's move away from F1. Okay, and let's. Uh, we're going to quickly go back to FIFA. Um in terms of the season just gone obviously as we are approaching towards the end i have asked the uh, i have asked you all to think of a favorite moment uh, this could be sort of getting a player that you've really wanted or you know a favorite set of results or seeing someone else get fined um so jam i'm gonna start with you for you what has been your favorite moment of the season Oh, can I have a few? Because I've got a couple, actually, if that's all right. So, on, on, a, on a personal <laughs> point of view... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be quick, don't worry. On a personal point of view, I think... Um, sorry, Ash, but the, the 8-3 against you was a season-defining moment. Um, sorry to stick the boot in there, pal. Um, but, you know, to, to beat you 8-3, on the back of that, then I beat uh, Paul. I got six points off Paul, which I never do, which was lovely. Um, on a negative, in terms of results, you know, I lost quite heavily 6-2 to Shelbourne and 6-3 to Suited, which like you say, just to reiterate, because I didn't get a chance to say it, fantastic season for them too this season. A credit to the Prem, and fingers crossed they stay there again next season. Um, so from a results point of view, that's my personal um, high and, and low there. Um, in terms of players, again, I think it's well documented. Obviously, I had a sort of mixed deadline day, shall we say. I got three players I really wanted, one that I really, really wanted, and then got took off me. Um, so, uh, but hey, you know, them's the breaks, isn't it? You know, and again, I did poor maths, so... It's, it's one of those things. In terms of high points across the season, I think the whole situation with um, with uh, Catrone, I believe it was, and, and Satie and Andy Brill, that was brilliant to watch as an outsider. Probably similar to how people felt with me and Jota. Um, and my absolute high point of the season, because I actually got to watch both games live, I'm just finding it now, was Payne 5, Harry 1, and Payne 7, Harry 3. They were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. So th- there's my high points anyway, Ash. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> Joe, I'm going to come to you next. Yeah, I'll keep it nice and short. Um, my favourite part of the season will be when it's over because it has not been enjoyable in the <laughs> <laughs> Um 
it's it's been a really bad one. Uh, and my other favourite point, I think, is a really easy one. Uh, seeing Jam go bankrupt was absolutely delicious. <laughs> um, from his from his uh, condemnation of people going into negative wages, negative monthly payments, and then moving to a situation where he actually embraced it, and then seeing him go into admin because of that, quite frankly, was just particularly enjoyable. Brilliant. Yeah. Can't argue with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Harry, hello. Oh, God. Sorry, that is on mute. Best <laughs> game best game for me probably I'd say games against Rhino. Fair. The amount of Fair weeks that, the amount of weeks he went on saying I was gonna get nil points against him. It was just and then he just batter him. And he shuts up for weeks. To be fair, though, the second game, like you, you did get six points. But the second game, didn't you nearly come back and draw, though? Nearly. Oh, oh, oh no, did he draw? What was the score? I think he it did was... come back and draw, didn't he? He did come back and draw, didn't he? Yeah. I'm sure Harry was two point, uh, two goals up, and he came back and draw, didn't he? Still, still got four points out of him when he said I was oh, going to get go. zero. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember right. watching those games, uh, Harry and you scoring a filthy penalty, a disrespect, and then uh, he come back and draw, he come back and drew it. Oh, it was brilliant! And he hit the bar in like the ninety-first minute to win it as well. <laughs> it was superb. Right, we're going to move on, and obviously, you know, as we have come to the end of the season, and uh, we're sort of uh, we're in sort of mid term mid towards the end of July. We have got a couple of months until the next FIFA. Um, I'm going to pass over to Joe, though, because he's going to give us a little uh, a little look ahead to what we can expect in the uh, in the coming weeks to uh, keep your FIFA needs going. Yeah, we have got a little bit of a uh, podcast exclusive, which is that this season will be the last on FIFA 20. Um, I don't know if people will be too surprised by that because of the fact that I think by the time the playoffs and things get done, it was a very short time period until... FIFA comes out, I think it was down to like nine weeks, eight weeks or something. Um, I certainly can't speak for Marcus, but I assume he's just decided that's not enough time to fit a season in. Um, so he's decided we're not going to have another one. So what we are going to do is have a couple of FIFA-related events um, to try and sort of fill the gap. The first of which will be a Absolute Gaming World Cup, which is based on the uh, European Championships. I think, I think all four of us took part in. Um, it was on a Sunday night a couple of months ago. Uh, it went really well. I think everyone sort of enjoyed playing with different teams. Um, Asterix, this... except Shelbourne. Oh, don't mention it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, of course, the natural handicap of the uh, the better teams against the worst teams. So I'll just give you a sort of a, a real quick rundown of how it's going to work. Not everything's entirely finalised yet, but it's essentially going to be a standard World Cup format with two-legged games. So um, the teams will be sort of spread out. They'll go from the worst international teams will go to the better Prem players and the worst um, Prem players will get the um, the better international teams. Groups will be drawn. We'll have groups of probably four or five players. Um, the top two will go through to knockouts. All ties will be two legs. They'll be based on the sort of standard um, league format where we have match days. So not if not people aren't sort of getting ahead of themselves. They'll be released probably every five days, I would assume. Um, we'll probably have winners and losers knockouts. Um, and it just should be a bit of fun. You know, using different teams, um, having the sort of natural handicap of the teams. Um, 
And then after that, once that's completed, we'll look at doing something else. I'd be quite interested in people's thoughts, but the thing, maybe a, a sort of Champions League along the same format or something. Um, anyone's got any ideas, drop me a PM, be interesting. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I think the champion, Champions League idea after as well sounds great. I think that would be a really good one. I think that the international teams, we all, I think we all kind of um, were in agreement on the night that you said about the natural, it's a more more of a handicap than actually, you know, two goals or a goal depending on your league position. Um, you know, if you've got India, for example, you know, um, you know, I mean, Jesus, it's, it's like, how, how are you meant to get a game out of them? You know, if you're coming up against someone like, you know, that's quite capable, let's say, like... Um, I don't know, let's say, like, you know, Harry, for example. So if, it, if the league finished right now, Harry would get one of the best teams in terms of where he is in League One. Yeah. Um, or even League Two, you know, by that point. But, um, you know, if you've got someone like Berger using India or Finland, and you've got someone like Harry using Spain or Portugal, it's, you know, that's a that's a massive, massive advantage for the lower player. Huge. Depending on how low that player is. Um so yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I, I can't wait. I mean, it was the first way back when when sort of a lot of us sort of emigrated to um, to AG from a previous uh, previous site. I think a World Cup format tournament was the first one we actually did. Um, I think I remember I actually I won it uh, with uh, with Colombia and and absolutely loved it. It was a great format, really good format. So I'm definitely looking forward to it again, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it mixes it up a little bit and, uh, you know, I think you've hit the nail on the head there that, you know, it, it, it's almost more than a handicap, um, you know, to sort of uh, the Prem players, um, you know, than what a sort of uh, two or three goal handicap would do. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it gets people using other teams other than their uh, their fantasy league teams. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be pretty decent. I mean, Harry, what, what was your sort of first reactions hearing the plans? To be honest, it doesn't matter what team I get, I still won't get get any near the top half of it. Judging by my past experiences in the Euros and the World Cup one, I didn't even get up the groups. I think that's an interesting point of view, Harry, because I, there was the big question for me going into the Euros we did was how would the handicap work, you know, compared to the the goal start, two goal start, and actually it threw up some really interesting results. Um, if I remember correctly, I think it was Southey and Berger both ended up in the losers' knockouts. Uh, I think that's correct. Mm. Because they just couldn't get going with their team. So, uh, your position where you are now, Harry, you will end up with a half-decent team. I'd, I'd be shocked if you didn't do something half-decent in it, really. I'm going to do more VCs, depending on the team. Positivity, <laughs> Harry. Positivity. Right. So, that concludes today's podcast so uh, uh, thank you for listening and uh, you know I really hope you've enjoyed it um, obviously we will say our goodbyes so uh, Harry thank you for coming on if you'd like to say goodbye in your own special way goodbye lads hope you all have a good evening ready for F1 yeah yeah uh, Joe yeah nice one thanks for having me on um, I should just point out to Harry that by the time people listen to this, we'll have done F1. But uh, don't know that trip you up. <laughs> See if Jam wins, wins it then, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jam. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on the podcast, uh, Joe. Great to have you, mate. Um, yeah, cheers, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's not how it is, is it? That's not how it is. 
And from me, guys, thank you for listening, and goodbye.